Hey, what's up, worship friends, leaders, pastors, volunteers. Thanks so much for downloading and uploading, again, the Worship Team Training Podcast into your device. Welcome back to another segment of Before the Worship Begins. Now, the story and purpose behind this segment is geared towards those who either lead a ministry in a church, maybe you're on the worship team or pastoral staff, or you're just an everyday Christian worshiper of God. The This segment goes out to a wide variety of people who are in various areas of their life, and the point is to help us frame thought and heart about God and His worship before we worship. So thanks so much again for joining us. My name is Brandon Dempsey, and we are now going to jump right into it. There is nothing like the sound of the human voice. Like a fine-tuned cello, it ranges, the melody can range from rich, deep tones to high cascades of higher-end joys of delights, sounds. Uh, the, the string instrument can make such beautiful intricacies of tones and timbres and shimmers of light. I started studying music back in high school. I've done music ever since I was five years old, played keyboard, drums, guitar, voice, all the way through college is where I began the study of composition and music performance. So in studying composition, I was taught to arrange and compose from for many different instruments. And the string section was my most favorite because of the way that it emulated uh, sounds of what from what the human voice can produce. It's very similar. And the cello is an instrument that I really identified with. And I love the way that the cello would speak through music. And it it had its way of um, soft tones. It had its way of conveying uh, melodies that were maybe, that would be played underneath the orchestra or when it was given its highlight within a section, it can really speak forward and over the symphony. And that's just like us in, in, with our voices and our hearts to God. Sometimes we are low. Sometimes we are high. And like Melody, we life is very much like that. It's, it's, it's ups and downs. And there's something strong that we find with each other as one church. We are the church. That's one color, one blood, one love, one tribe. At least that's what we should be. And when we come together and join together with our hearts as brothers and sisters, our voices become one in an amphitheater of corporate praise in which God hears his family, his children singing in unison to him. And there's something powerful about when you step into the setting of worship, no matter if it's live or um, in person, online, there's something powerful about joining together with God's people, no matter what area of life you may be going through. Now, 
Some may say, yeah, but Brandon, I don't feel that way when I enter the worship space or if I watch it on a screen. I, I still feel disconnected. Or I may feel disconnected from God. Maybe God doesn't want to hear my voice. Maybe my own instrument in my heart is not up to snuff. Maybe it's broken. And I feel, I, what I see is that that is the biggest barrier before we can even come to worship because we think, well, I'm not worshipful enough, or how can God receive my worship when I feel broken? But let's kind of go back for a second to the cello or to a string instrument. Did you know that as an instrument ages, it actually sounds better because of the wood? The wood breathes and the oxygen um, it it ages and the, the wood matures and it gives a deeper and richer resonance as it grows uh, over time versus one that's brand new. And the same is true like if it's if, if the instrument is even battered, if it's been nicked and cut, it actually uh, did you know that, that some, the imperfections in the wood, also produce a more uniqueness in sound. So you can look at a battered up violin or cello, let's say, or even an acoustic guitar that's been, it looks like it's been through war for maybe over 20, 30, 40 years versus one that's shiny, brand new, and polished. Now you may look at the one that's brand new and polished and think, oh, it's perfect. It can go into worship anytime it wants and God hears it perfectly. But it doesn't have the same character bent tone and timbre as the one instrument that's been battered all through time. And that's just like us. Through life, we receive our own batteredness. We've received our own cuts and nicks. And we come into worship also thinking, yeah, but how does God hear my praise? But do you realize, do you realize that through all that maturity of all these years, even if you feel like you're not maybe mature, that you are. You are because you're God's kid. But your sound is unique to God. Your sound is a sound that is rich, is a sound that is bold, is a sound that needs to be heard by God, that needs to be voiced to God because God wants to hear your praise. And as we focus more on that, we become less interested. We should be less focused on maybe the nicks and the cuts that we do have because they're insignificant. Not what you've been through. What you've been through is not insignificant, but the way that you look at yourself is not the same way that God sees you. So even in times of struggle and sorrow, we have hope. We fix our eyes on the living hope. Worshiping the Lord is good, for the soul. And even in worship, the Lord and his wonder ministers back to us as we adore him. He sings over us. Look what it says in Zephaniah 3.17, that the Lord sings over you. That's what the scripture says. Even when we don't have words to utter or pray, Romans 8.26 tells us that the Spirit utters the prayers in our place. And in a mysterious way, the Lord heals us as we respond to him in worship, even at times when we do not feel joyful, 
as we spoke about this a few moments ago, we sing for the purpose to have his joy fill us as he's praised. Think about that for a second. When you sing, you have purpose. You have purpose to give that to God. And as in a beautiful exchange, he feel, He fills you as he's being praised. He's making you whole. So if you feel empty, if you feel battered, if you feel damaged and cracked, just know that as you give what you're able to give to God, a two mites worth of worship, he's already filling you in every gap, filling your in, in every part of your heart, every crevice, every fracture, he's making whole. He's filling you with his goodness. So before the worship begins, let the worship begin to God. When we sing to God in worship, we sing about our lives. We sing about the experience of loss, about suffering. When we're physically down, our weeping and our mourning is what we're told. Weeping and mourning may endure for the night, but joy surely does come in the morning. Psalm 35. And we can thank God that, God, I have this really nasty gash or wound in my arm, in my soul, in my heart, but I know that you're able to fill me with your goodness. This is what worship is. Worship is healing. Worship is a response. Worship is to give to God. It's more about giving than receiving. Worship is that. And through that worship, when we worship God, He does come and heal. He does come and provide strength where we can shout aloud to God the strength of our heart. Psalms 81 verse 1 says, Sing for joy to God our strength. Shout aloud to the God of Jacob. So you are God's instrument. So let your voice be heard. Let that voice be heard through the pains, through the suffering, through the joy, through whatever it is that God's given you to rejoice, to be grateful for, to be thankful for. Did you know that God delights to hear his children in praise, even especially when we're broken? So, worshiper, I encourage you this, to give to God all that's him and that's you. He loves you for who you are, not where you've been, but where you're at right now and where you're going. Let's pray together. Father, thank you so much that even before the worship begins, you are already singing over us. And just like that fine-tuned string instrument, you sing and play into our hearts so that we can make melody for you, to you. Thank you for your faithfulness, never giving up on us. And by that alone, we are grateful. Father, receive our praise and worship in this time, whether if people are going to the service right now or this is long after the service. Be with these brothers and sisters that are listening to this podcast. Be with them in their hearts. Encourage them and strengthen them in their minds and and, and their whole selves that they know that they are your child and that they are empowered and strengthened by you only. God, thank you for this time together. We love you in Jesus' name. Amen. Friends, thanks so much for joining us again on 
this segment of Before the Worship Begins. Please check out the rest of our podcast that you can find on the Worship Team Training Podcast. Weekly, Monday, is our day that we do the full podcast and throughout the week, other podcasts in between. Also, I uh, want to let you guys know that we are now on Clubhouse. So you can download the Clubhouse app and you can then uh, go through the sign-up process of that application, or if you already have it on your phone or when you get it, search, do a search on Worship Team Training, and you'll find me, Brandon Dempsey, and follow me there and enjoy our Clubhouse Conversations Monday through Friday at 12 p.m. Central. Anyway, friends, thanks so much again for joining us. We love you. See you back soon. Remember, it's not about being perfect. It's about the Lord Jesus leading you both in life and in worship.